The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Crawl Call, we're going inside the mind of Emmy winner Michelle Stafford to learn all about her new digital series, The Secret Mind of a Single Mom. Then we'll dish General Hospital and find out what Michelle thinks of Tony Geary saying goodbye to the ABC soap. And she plays our speed round where we learn about the secrets she's kept, the household chores she hates, and her favorite place to go on a date. That's coming up today on Crawl Call. Everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Kroll Call. If you are just tuning in or if you need a reminder, I'm your host. I'm Dan Kroll. I am here with you every week, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or anytime on demand at krollcall.com. You have picked a great week to join us. I probably say that every week, but you know what? It's true every week. We have some really great shows here. This week is no different. And I guess when you can have one amazing guest for an entire hour, you know that there's something special. We are fortunate. We'll be joined in a couple of moments by General Hospital's Michelle Stafford. She has a new digital series coming out that she is here to talk about. And of course, we can't let her drop by without asking some things about General Hospital. And she has to play our speed round where we have some... Uh, really fun questions this week. If you want to take part, if you want to suggest some questions for our speed round, please, please join us on Twitter at Crawl Call Show. Remember, at Crawl Call Show. If you tweet at Crawl Call, it goes to uh, Wannabe Ninja who will steal your tweets and use them against you. I don't know. And hashtag Crawl Call. That's even easier to find that. So it's at Crawl Call Show, hashtag Crawl Call. That's, I think, all you need to know about this week's show, except that we are, I guess, about to get started. My first guest this week is an Emmy-winning actress who has been bringing the drama to us every weekday, first on The Young and the Restless, and now as Nina Lansing on ABC's General Hospital. She's also bringing the funny in the new digital series, The Secret Mind of a Single Mom. She is back for the first time as a full appearance here on Kroll Call, Michelle Stafford. Michelle, welcome to Kroll Call. Thank you for having me. Well, you are always welcome here. I mean, technically, you've been here before. You were gracious enough to share some of your time for the big 20th anniversary of SoapCentral.com show. But, you know, this is your... This well, is yeah, your t- and before that, before that, I was I came to you. I think, like, closely uh, thereafter, I, I started uh, GH. You were actually the last guest on Soap Central Live before we changed it over to Crow Call. Oh, gosh, to Crow Call, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. It's just that you you transcend all other titles. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. It, it saves having to figure out exactly what the title is. So, Michelle, yes. 
With all of that, I am sure that you have probably done, you know, a squillion interviews over the years. So the first question I have for you is after all these questions have been asked and all these answers that you've given, is there anything that you think people would be surprised to know about you? Um, I think that Pete, well, oh gosh, I think that uh, this always surprises people that I'm, I really don't drink alcohol. I don't know why it surprises people. I don't know what it says about me, (laughs) but, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm really not a big booze drinker. And, you know, not to be like a goody two shoes. It's just, I just really don't like the taste of alcohol and thank goodness because if I like the taste um it would be a difficult situation but uh but yeah people are usually shocked at that I'm I'm really a homebody although I I like to I like to travel but I really love um being at home with my friends and family and and kid, and and I really love it. I really, really love it. I love to make my kids lunch every day. Um, I'm. I think that I'm a really good mother. Um, I don't know if that would shock people, but I. I'm kind of. It kind of shocks me because for so long I was just you know an only one, and um, and uh, you know I I just had my attention so much on my career, and. Um, and, and I did this relatively late in life, had a child, and and I wish I wish that I had known that it was going to be such an amazing experience, and I was going to be kind of relatively good at it, and I would have uh, I would have thought about it differently, you know. No, I do, and I'm going to have a whole bunch of mom questions for later on when we talk okay, about Okay, well, then I'll shut up. I'll no, shut up about that. But it's going to be like the goody-two-shoes hour because, Michelle, I hate to <laughs> no. break the news to the folks, but I don't drink alcohol myself. Oh, you don't? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good. Simpatico. <laughs> I could probably top it and say I've also I've uh, never had any coffee um, but then it'll just become about me and it'll become boring. So we're going to move on because you talked about the, the cooking. You like making the it lunch. It won't be boring. <laughs> Someone, this is something that I, I don't know if it's true or not. So, I mean, it was it's a Twitter but, question. But let me tell you about, about the alcohol thing is I, I will never turn down a good glass of wine. I'll never turn down a really good glass of wine. And if I'm with some friends and we all decide to shoot tequila, I'm in. So that's what I'll say. Okay. Uh, For me, you guys, if you're interested, I will turn down the tequila. You can buy me a really nice bottle of Fiji water or something. It'll be great. Okay, I'll do that. Or a snack. I'll do that for you. This is something else that may or may not, depending upon if it's true or not, may play into that. This is from Janine. It was a Twitter submitted question. She says, and again, don't know if this is true, so we'll find out, that she once saw you making a cobbler. And wants to know, is baking desserts your specialty? Don't know what it means, but I'll let you answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a really great cobbler recipe, and it's really easy. It's so easy. And I did make it on on that show. I think it was called uh, Soap Talk with Lisa Renna mm-hmm. and, um, uh, back in the day. And I made cobbler. And it's really easy to make, and it's a really great recipe. And I got it from Martha Stewart. And then I kind of changed things up. I put a, a couple different ingredients in it. 
and then it became my own because once you do that, then it's it's your own recipe. <laughs> but um, even though the majority is from Martha Stewart, but but yeah, I'm, it's actually not my specialty. But that particular dish is really good, and and honestly, it's very impressive to people because the way that you put it out, I put it out with you know a scoop of ice cream and then a little you know a mint a little uh, mint leaf and people are very impressed it looks it's very impressive and it used to come with I used to say you will get a marriage proposal if you make this for your man that's what I used to <laughs> this is becoming more of a more of an interesting show here because I will also confess that I have a couple recipes that I may or may not have borrowed from Martha Stewart with a couple of changes. And as you've said... Yeah, then it becomes your own. It does. So, you know, we'll... I won't publish it because I don't want Martha coming after me, but, you know... No. I'll share it with a friend or two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that's why I have to give a shout out to Martha because, you know, the majority is her. I mean, she's got some good stuff. Even, you know, in in the news recently, uh, her company sold uh, recently... Um, you know, we wish her well. I'm sure she'll be up to a whole bunch of other things now that she'll probably have some free time. But you're someone that I don't think has any free time, Michelle, because you always seem to be doing something. It's not a bad thing. It just seems like you maybe like to keep busy. Some big dates recently. May 1st was your one-year anniversary of your first appearance on General Hospital. June 3rd is the first uh, the anniversary of like your first regular appearance after that big boom surprise right. show that happened right so right. between then in this last year how would you describe where Nina is right now in her life i mean a whole lot has gone on in the past year so we'll have to paraphrase a little bit but you know what's going on in her world um, in Nina's world well Nina is um oh gosh the stuff that we're shooting right now is pretty pretty fun um, but Nina is, she's evolving as a human being. I mean, you have to, like, imagine what it would be like to be in a coma. First of all, she would never have the muscle tone and um, being in a coma for 20 years and coming out of it. She certainly wouldn't have the muscle tone that Nina has. So, um, a, a real person. But imagine uh, uh, what it would be like to to be in a coma and come back and, and nothing about you really has changed, but everybody else has completely changed. And I think that's what the film Castaway is about, isn't it, with Tom Hanks? I would say that. Back. Yeah, and, um, and every, everything has changed, but he's, he, you come back, she's come back to the life she knew, and nothing was the same, and everyone had gone, and betrayal was... was you know, right in her face, and the only one that she had who was really there for her was her brother, and then he was a, a man, and and everything, and she was didn't know what to do emotionally with herself, and so, you know, why not take Ava's baby? Like, Ava, <laughs> Ava um, <laughs> did her wrong, you know? Ava did her wrong, and she believes that Ava is, in fact, the devil, and she was doing the right thing. And, and so, you know, she, she worked out her issues in the psych ward. You know, she got some really nice doctors that helped her along. And, um, and she was able to compartmentalize her emotions and figure stuff out. But she's still, she's still a little behind emotionally. Yeah. You know, she's still a little bit of a, you know, of a 20, 21-year-old, 22-year-old. So when she acts the way she acts toward Franco... 
and and reacts like that. You know, it's very much like what a twenty one year old would do. They yeah, and and um, even though she's a grown woman, she's she's sort of you know she's 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 growing up like the stuff that you'll see in July. She's getting it. Like she's growing up quickly now. Hmm. Well, that's and I would like to see that with Nina. You want to see Nina now be a badass. You know? Well, yeah, I mean... You know, less, you know, she'll always be fragile. She'll always have that core that's broken. You know, she'll always be a little broken inside but and a little screwed up. But she needs to, you know, use her... Um, know how to use her womanly wiles. And then, you know, and she needs to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, use her money best mm-hmm. the best to her ability <laughs> mm-hmm. that everybody seems to want. Well, rewinding a bit, when you were last here live and chatting, it was back in November, I think. Uh, this is what you said at the time. You said, I don't know if we're going to cross paths, but I think to work with Tony Geary, to be in a scene with Tony Geary, I think I would be out of my mind. I don't know if I could control myself. I really don't, you know, because he's one of the reasons I'm an actress today, so I would lose mm-hmm. my mind. That mm-hmm. being said, Tony Geary has now, it's, it's official, it's been announced that he's taped his final episode. How do you feel yeah. with Tony Geary no longer being being a part of day-to-day on GH? Gosh, you know, I he's such a great guy. Um, he's such a wonderful human being that, um, you know, that I support his decision to, to um, live his life, you know, the way he wants to live it, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, he has this great place in Amsterdam. I've been invited to come anytime I want. I have an open invitation. So, you know, of course, I'm excited, <laughs> you know. But I do find myself, when I, we had a long conversation about Amsterdam and about Europe and about, you know, living in different places a few weeks ago. And, um, and I, I find myself kind of like losing my mind as I talk to him. I like, I can't totally be present. It's a very funny thing. Like, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm very... I'm very aware of myself, you know, talking, and I'm very aware of, like, how I'm sitting. Because, I mean, like, he has no idea. He has no idea that he's the reason I'm an actor today. He has no clue. I've never told him. Hmm. So, and I don't think he's ever heard it. Um, You know, he doesn't know that I'm a a crazy fan for him. He doesn't know. So, you know, I kind of play it cool, but it's, it's wild. But I'm, I'm, you know, listen, I'm really excited and, and um, you know, maybe he'll come back in a year for like a week or two. Maybe he will. So I don't feel, I feel okay that, that I may see him again. I think that's, it's, it's been interesting to see what fan response is. There was the initial, uh, you know, a, a while ago where it was announced that he was leaving and fans were, you know, upset, and there was a, it was a lot of sadness. Then it went away because it was a couple of months ago. Now we know that he's taped his final scenes, at least for now, and there's another wave of it. But there is sort of this uh, sense of it, it just can't be possible because he's still going to be airing. It won't be real, I guess, for a lot of people until what I hear is going to be a crazy emotional ending uh, that wraps up the story. But it'll be really interesting to see how fans you know, respond after the, you know, the day after that he's gone, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people like me who just love him so much. And um, and I, it, it's, it, it, I, I think it'll be really great for them. I think that they'll, they'll love it. And they can always, always think, okay, gosh, maybe next year he'll be back for That's a true. week or two. You no, know? maybe he will. That's true. And, you know, while he may be leaving, I have to say that you, Michelle Stafford, have had uh, some really amazing opportunities to have some on-screen leading men on GH just recently. I mean, we can pick two. Roger Howarth, Rick Hurst. Uh, I mean, you, you, it's like winning the lottery. I mean, really. It is. Totally. It is. Completely. And Michael. Michael of course, Mike Leaston. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, but you haven't seen me work with him recently. But, um, but yeah, Michael is so lovely and so good. And... Um, you know, of course, Roger's amazing. Roger's just magic. I just tell him all the time that he's magic. And um, and Rick is incredible. Oh, my God. Rick, this story that's coming up, Rick is so incredible in it. He's so incredible. You're going to be talking about how amazing he is. Believe me. He's amazing in this story that we have coming up. Amazing. It was funny because it just seemed, the, the interactions between uh, Rick and Nina just seemed to sort of come out of nowhere. And it, I will say it was sort of like with uh, Nina and Franco, the same sort of thing, but just out of nowhere and then blam! It's like, this is kind of fun to watch. Let me go and, and grab some popcorn, sit back and just watch everything oh, that's gosh, happening. You're, listen, you're really going to want your popcorn for the stuff that's Ooh. coming up. It's All like, right. I, it's really, really, it's really fun to play He's so committed, Rick is. He's so committed. He's so good. Um, God, they, they both are. He and Roger. I mean, my it's it's really, I've been always, always in my career, I've been very lucky with my leading men. I've always been lucky. They've always, all, every single one of them have been um, wonderful. That is, you know, that's 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 true. I'm just doing the the flashbacks in my mind. You you really are. I mean, talking about lottery, it's like a perpetual lottery everywhere yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. I've had great guys, great human beings themselves. You know, really great people, and they've and they're all different. You know, they're all they all have different styles, and they all have different ways about them. And and I just I can't I can't go I can't talk enough about Rick and Roger. I can't say enough great things. Well, let's allow you to talk about yourself and say some great things about yourself. The live episodes that we had on GH. You had said in an interview with us that people were looking for you guys to screw up. The, you know, live uh, was going on. I have to say, kind of amazing. I mean, it was really not that much different visually and everything going on than a regular episode that had more time. It was on the money. Things were happening. It was, whoa, all kinds of stuff going on. We had, I mean, every now, because, you know, we did a New York, we did East Coast, and then we did Midwest, right? We did, and I think in New York, it's on, or or somewhere on the East Coast, it's on back-to-back. So we did, we did two, right? Mm -hmm. And and they weren't the same. And I just, I, the only thing that I noticed, but nobody else would know, is Roger referred to um, what uh, referred to, oh, a Be- um, Rebecca Buddig's character, um, you know, as a hit man. Oh. He went, hit man. And then, he, and then he caught himself. He goes, I mean, hit woman. He, he said, hit man. I mean, hit woman. Even better. 
it's tough sometimes to tell with him exactly no, know, what's no a blooper what's not no one would know but that was rogers and i and i said yeah and i just like <laughs> responded yeah when he said it so uh, somebody saw that but they'd never know that it was a screw up like because we did Things were like a little slow and we were, you know, I didn't have a, a lot of dialogue. Like Roger and Rick really had mm-hmm. the majority of the dialogue in the live shows. I really didn't have a lot. So if, if I would have screwed up, that would have been really bad. Well, the trade-off was you got to wear the really good dress. They got the lines, I guess. I got, yeah, I got the, I got the dress, right, <laughs> right. So was the reality of doing the live shows when it actually happened, was it everything that you had sort of maybe thought it would be? in your mind before it happened? Um, it was way, way more fun than I thought okay. it would be. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. It's just yeah, it's really morale boosting. You know, you're there with the entire crew um, running around. I mean, you see this one cameraman, Craig. I mean, he bolted across the stage right, to make this other. I mean, it was just like, it was awesome. I just <laughs> loved being with everybody. I um you know, you spend, like, the whole day. So Roger and I spent the whole day together in our set, you know, because we rehearsed twice, then we did it, then we did it again, then we took lunch, then we came back and rehearsed twice the other sh- the, not the other show, hmm. right? And um, so, yeah, me, Roger, and Rick um, were, pretty, were together for a lot of the time. We were just laughing, the three of us. We were just laughing and... and it was fun because ours was kind of the light storyline. It was, you know, a little bit of the um, the comic relief for the show, the lightness. And so, you know, although Roger had some heavy lifting, but, um, yeah, it was really fun. It was so fun. What is going to be fun is what we're going to be talking about in our next segment. It's the secret mind of a single mom and the infamous speed round. We're going to have more of Michelle Stafford after this break. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Yay! We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Hey, everybody, we are back with more of this week's episode of Kroll Call. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, here every week. Tune in. Hope that you have a good time. We have a great guest this week. We have Michelle Stafford. She is still hanging out here with us. Michelle, welcome back to the show. Thank you. 
So during the commercial break, we were talking about some shenanigans that was taking place yesterday. Went down to the Delaware River here in Philadelphia to see the world's largest rubber duck. Michelle, it was, Amazing. It was ginormous, 61 feet tall. I love it. And all kinds of fun Incredible. tall ships and things. I was tweeting them out and I was periscoping and, you know, making up technology as I was going along. Oh, yeah. I, I watch you on Periscope. I watch you on Periscope. <laughs> There's also, we'll, we'll be talking about Periscope later as we uh, talk about some technology things. But, you know, I feel like you have been on the cutting edge of technology with digital series, you know, first with the Stafford Project, which, I mean, is still, I have to say, some of the best quality of, of a web-based series that I've seen. And now you. you're back with The Secret Mind of a Single Mom. It's a digital series. Episodes are being broadcast on nickmom.com. What is The Secret Mind of a Single Mom, and where did the idea come from? Well, um, I developed it with Nickelodeon, with Nick Mom, the guys at Nick Mom. And they really wanted a show that spoke to their single audience. I'm like, there are so many single moms. Mm -hmm. And they saw the Stafford Project. They liked the self-deprecating humor. They liked um, the dryness. Uh, they liked um, my comedy. So they, they wanted to develop a single mom show with me. And, um, and this is what we came up with. And it's really the minutiae of uh, being a single mom. But, but honestly, every mother relates to it. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be single. You know, it's just mom, the minutia of being a mom. And the, the reason it's a, the secret mind, and we'll go into it as the show progresses, and hopefully it will continue on, but um, uh, it'll be, you know, what you're thinking as opposed to what you say to your child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, you know, what you're going through and what you're actually saying that maybe you shouldn't say to your child. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Past that, if you want to even extend the thing from saying it's not just for single moms, it's for all moms, there's a part of this that I think it's for anyone who's a parent, possibly. Anyone. And maybe or even... Or an aunt or an uncle. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it pretty much, you know, sometimes people get lost in the names and they'll just see a title and, and think it's maybe not for them. I have to say, if you take it out, this could be the secret mind of, uh, like you were saying, it could be a, of a single dad, it could be of, a, of an uncle, it could be of an aunt, of whatever it could be. Um, I don't think that you have to necessarily be a single mom to have a, no. a good idea of what's going on. No, no, no. I mean, um, that was the beauty of Seinfeld. It was just, it was... You know, the close talker. I mean, it's mm -hmm. an episode about a close talker, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we all know. We all go, oh, my God, yes, that guy. Oh, God, you know. And and so that's what I want to make. I don't, you know, I'm not going to compare my show to Seinfeld by any means. But, but that's, that was what I was going for, just the minutia of life mm -hmm. of, of, you know, what it's like to deal with a, a kid and and what what you're dealing with, like cutting the sandwich, I want to cut there and there. That's ridiculous. I mean, you're like thinking that's ridiculous. Like with my daughter, she wants to wear a certain pair of shoes with an outfit. They absolutely do not go with the outfit. They absolutely. And I think I'm going to make this into a show because they absolutely, it is the worst choice. It's the worst choice in the world. And, I, and, and when I wasn't a mom, I'd be like, oh, what's wrong with those mothers having a problem? Just let's. 
let your kid do whatever you want. So I'm almost embarrassed <laughs> to say it out loud. Now I go, I say to Natalia, absolutely not. You're not wearing those shoes. Absolutely not. And she'll be like, why not? I'm like, if it doesn't go, I will not let you outside <laughs> with you other human beings to watch. It will, uh, no, absolutely not. And I never thought I'd be that person, and I am. Oh, can I tell you, this is, I never thought I would be this person, but I'll admit it. I have to say, you know, I, f- I feel bad sometimes because in the episodes that are posted, I feel like I'm, I'm rooting against you. Like, I love the fact yeah, that... Yeah, well, you should. <laughs> oh, good, good. Cause <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, one... you should root against me. I, I mean, it will just be, it will just, as we continue on, it will be my daughter I'm making me a fool for the rest of the episode. It will, you will root against me. You will root for my daughter. Um... And that's how it should be. Although you won't ever hate me, you will understand. <laughs> you know, but you will root against me. So does your daughter know that she's a star? Uh, does she have any sort of grasp on, on all the stuff that's going on? No, zero. Zero. It's probably a good thing. Um, yeah, it is a good thing. I mean, we're just plain, you know. Like, we're just plain. Um, we're just having a good time. Uh, I make it really fun. Um, the minute she starts thinking um, that she would, the word that you used, be a star, I think I would pull her from doing it. And as I've said before, cast um, more West uh, daughter Birdie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've already told Maura. She already knows. Um, my, ki- my kid is replaceable. <laughs> But, but um, no, I would never, I, that kind of, that kind of thing, that kind of significance um, with, with creativity is just really bad for a youngster, I believe. Huh. And um, um, because they can't grasp what that other people noticing them, like sometimes my daughter and I are at a mall or something, right? And someone will go, hi, oh my gosh, hi. And I know that they, they recognize me just by the way they're saying hi, Right. And um, Natalia will be like, who was that? And and I'll just say, oh, somebody who recognized pretend mommy. And that's uh. what I refer to on the show, that I'm pretend mommy. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, I just make it really light, not a big deal, you know? That's interesting. That, and that takes me back to what we were talking about sort of at the top of the show, where you said that, you know, being a mom is such an amazing experience. Is motherhood everything that you expected it to be? Gosh, you know what? Um, Dan, I didn't really, ex- I didn't know what to expect. Hmm. I really didn't. I just knew that I wanted to be responsible for an- another human being um, in, in a different way that you're responsible for your friends or for um, a boyfriend or partner, husband, wife. I mean, it's it just a different way. I wanted to be responsible for somebody's future, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and for and for what that person puts into the world, and um, so that's where it kind of began and ended, and that was very strong for me. That was a very strong desire to be to be um, responsible for another person, and and it's just you know my daughter is just so it's such a I can't say she's my best friend because she's she's not you know she's my daughter. But, but it's a very, very special relationship. It's such a special relationship. And, 
and so wild. It's such a wild ride being being a parent. What have you learned about yourself through being a mom? Oh God, everything. 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 I mean, my. I mean that I had very little patience, (laughs) (laughs) and I say had. And um, and my son and my daughter still doesn't get out of the car quick enough. I'll I'll be honest with that. She still dilly dallies around. Um, um, but. Uh, you know, and listen, and I'm not one of those who who's like, oh, it's the it's the most important thing in the world. Everybody should be a parent, and if you're not a parent, you don't understand. I'm not that person. You know, it's not. Listen, it's not for everyone. If you choose not to be a parent, okay. I mean, there are other amazing things to do in one's life. Um, it's not. But I knew it was for me. I knew that if I if I wasn't a parent, that would be bad for me so that's that was that was important for me to make that happen however it was going to I mean the way I did it is how I did it but through adoption even you know it was mm-hmm. going to happen and um, and so it w- would have been I would have been a sad person like even when my mom takes my daughter and I'm like at the house alone I'm like oh, wow this is what this is what it would be like you know what would I I guess I would go out with my friends a lot you know but like, I'm like, I have a lot more money. I have a lot more money. <laughs> no, I understand exactly what you're saying. I think I feel the same way. Uh, I yeah. feel as though I've always wanted to be a parent. Not yet. Yeah. Now I'm watching, you know, clocks and stopwatches and things and thinking, oh, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to be 107 when you're... You uh, don't. You don't want to be 105. <laughs> at no. all. So sure. that's... I get that. So, uh, no, I mean, it's it's interesting. I, I do see the parents who maybe didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Uh, not judgment. It's just, yeah, there are those. You know, the the observation of it's having three kids seemed like a really good idea at the time, but oh my gosh, I can't wait for them to go to college kind of thing. And then on the other, um, you know, like my mom, I, I'm sure, yeah. single mom, I'm, when I left, you know, I'm sure it was like, the world had ended. So I, I, I get that. I've, I've seen all the, the different things. But, oh, yeah. You know, I, I think I it's, uh, and, and certainly, you know, a lot of, let's face it, you know, a lot of soap fans, a lot of folks who we know through the world of soaps are parents and, you know, share their stories and are sharing pictures and all sorts of things. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a good bonding experience, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's, it's it is it's a wild ride and i mean you your foibles and your own faults by being a parent are just thrown in your face oh my god they're just right in your face i mean especially those first 2 years oh my gosh that was just such a learning curve for me i i mean all of my faults right there smashed into my face um and you know i had to figure out what what to do with them i had to work it out you know what this means. I, I don't know if you're aware of this. Now that we've talked about that, it means, Michelle, it is time for the infamous speed round. Oh, yay! <laughs> so we're, these are questions. Some of them are, are the same. We do questions. It'll be one or two that are asked of everyone in their speed round the first time. There are some that are different all this month, and there are some that are just for you. So the first one is one that, in fact, came just about for you. Um, someone on Twitter had asked you, favorite place okay. for a date. 
Now, for many people, it may be a dinner and a movie. It may be the Red Lobster, maybe going to the beach. Your response was Paris. Yeah, Paris. Yeah, pick me up in your private jet and take me to Paris. <laughs> can we stop I'm and see? It. Can we stop and see Tony Geary on the way? <laughs> well, we'll stop at Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, totally <laughs> right. But you know, listen, it, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. You don't even know. <laughs> All right. So you pick me up in your private jet, and you take me to Paris, and, and um, you know, it's a good time. Hey, everybody, go out and go to, you know, netjets.com or whatever and look for your share of private <laughs> yeah, jet yeah, and, yeah. and start adding up the money, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Okay, so <laughs> the name of your digital series, and it's The Secret Mind of a Single Mom. So without revealing what it is... What is the longest you've ever kept a secret? Oh, <gasps> uh, well, okay. Um, I kept the secret of my daughter from um, my coworkers at the Young and the Restless um, for about uh, three years. Wow! I kept the secret. Yeah, I kept the secret that I was going to have a child for about three years. I started with adoption. And um, then went through IVF, mm-hmm. and um, and I remember, like, I was doing the IVF stuff. I was injecting myself at work with the hormones, because you have to do it. And I'd go out, and I remember one time I had to do um, um, hysteros- oh, hysteroscopy. I had to do a hysteroscopy, and, um, and I literally had a scene in the morning. I drove to the doctor's office, did this hysteroscopy. They put a bunch of fluid up. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. and then and I came back and I did a love scene with Josh Morrow, and I like that would just crack me up, like and nobody knew. And I was doing IVF, and anyone who's done IVF, you know, like right before they do the surgery to like pluck those those eggs out. Sorry, you didn't know you were gonna get a talk like this, right? <laughs> um, hey, I wanted to be a doctor, so it works. Right? Oh, okay, cool. Well, your belly is really big, right? It's huge because, you know, it, it just, trust me, it's huge. And I, you know, like Josh would like, we'd hug in the scene. I'm like, I'm like, not too tight. I have fluid. And he'd be like, fluid? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it was so funny. I'm like, I'm just going through a thing. Just trust me. Don't, don't hug too tight. And he'd be like, oh, my God, are you Okay. <laughs> Did you eventually, I mean, did it eventually come back? Did you say, oh, hey, FYI, remember all those times? No, yes, when I told him. I mean, really, I just remember telling people, and and they were, and I think that Josh Morrow was the most shocked. He said, you could have told me anything else, and I would have been like, yeah. He said, I am stunned at this news. Because I think I I told people that I, when when, uh, my surrogate was about five months pregnant is when I told after the amnio results came back, um, that's when I started telling people um, that I was going to have a baby. And so, yeah, I kept it. So I guess for three years, I kept the secret. Wow. That's a long yeah. time. For folks- yeah, and especially with something like this, that it was so important to me. But I just knew, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want it not to work and people to ask questions. And I just, and it never interfered with my work. And, um, yeah. Interesting. For folks out there who are listening, go on to the, the Twitter machine, tweet 
at Curl Call Show. Let us know what the longest length of time is that you've ever kept a secret. Don't tell us a secret. Don't want to know that. I mean, you can, I guess, if you want. But uh, but let us know. I'm anxious to see what everyone else has to say. So the next question, this is an interesting. This one here, I got to tell you, this has gotten some very interesting responses in all the times that I've asked it. So what what was the first album that you ever purchased? (gasps) Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh! I'm assuming it was probably an album. You know, we have some of the kids. Yeah, little, I know. Uh, little yeah, Britney Sarpy okay. on on yeah. your show. Little Britney Sarpy uh, was like, she oh, was like, what's an album? <laughs> She's like, said? I got a cassette. Is that the same thing? I'm like, yes, sweetie. Oh, it's a, it's the same thing. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, uh, I, for me, mine was an album. I know that. Uh, you know, it big was old, an album for me. Too. Big old thirty three and a third. I guess it was. Do you know yeah. what it was? Yeah. Um, you know, my, I don't know what I purchased. I can't remember because my sister was the big music person. Okay. She would do the purchasing of albums. So I listened to hers. So maybe the first album I stole, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> um, but I think it was the monkeys. I think it was something. I think it was the monkeys. I just remember the monkeys and I remember I had 45. Remember so, those? Oh, of course. So do I. I mean, we had to yeah. put the little the little disc in to keep it from flopping around. Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah, I had the 45, and it was, I'm really aging myself. Um, and it was um, uh, Daydream Believer by Davy Jones. I was so in love with Davy Jones. So in love with Davy Jones. How can you not like the monkeys? I mean, come on, gang. How, how could you, you not, not? How can you not like Davy Jones? That was a, an episode of the Brady Bunch, I think, where Marsha had a thing for the monkeys. I don't know. Yeah, oh, oh my God. And right? it was insane. I, I remember it vividly, but um, and I think the monkeys was actually on. I think I watched the reruns of the monkeys. Now I'm not trying to be like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't really that old, but I think, <laughs> I think they were like mid sixties, and I think I did watch reruns. But I was totally into the into the monkeys. I was into them. I was into the Beatles too, and um, and I just remember. Um, I remember uh, one of the first songs I remember was "I Want to Hold Your Hand," and I think I heard that when I was like two years old. I remember, I have that, that's a very vivid memory for me. And I had a little 45 player, and and it was the 45 of I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. Uh, I have an interesting but strange, this might, I know this isn't a secret because I've told other people, I have a very bizarre Paul McCartney story, uh, since you mentioned <gasps> him. You. Uh, my neighbor's here at the house were doing construction and it reached a point where it just was it was on my nerves it wasn't sleeping they were waking me up at six o'clock so i went and stayed in a hotel overnight uh here in philadelphia enjoyed it was doing my thing and i thought you know what if i'm already here i'm gonna just make a day of this i'm gonna go to the spa i'm gonna have you know really good room service food call it a day so i get into the elevator uh push go to push the button elevator doors open as i'm going to the spa elevator door opens paul mccartney's in the elevator Oh, my Lord. And, I mean, he, you, you know when you have the thing and you recognize someone, you make that face, it's that I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm course, like, well, of course. Th- this is going to be weird. I can't possibly, you know, what am I going to say now? You know, go ahead, go on by yourself. I'll catch the next thing. I'm like, might as well suck it no, up. No, you're going to get in with Paul McCartney. So I did. And of course. I'm like, hello. I'm like, hi, Mr. McCartney. He goes, hello. He goes, where are you off to? I'm like, oh, uh, I'm like, I'm going to the spa. Oh my God! Wait, he he said, "Where are you off to?" To you? Yes. 
Oh my god, I love it. She's actually smart at him. And I'm like, I'm going to the spa, and he says, and I don't have the exact words anymore, no, but no. he says to me, "Must be nice. Some of us chaps have to work for a living." And I'm thinking, oh, you have oh $8 billion. You're going to perform at the, the big football stadium here in Philadelphia. And you're telling I'm me so that some of us I'm have so to work for I'm so in love with him by this story. This story makes me fall in love with him. He's amazing. So oh, we, my God. That's awesome. What a great story. Just randomness. And uh, it's the rest of these speed round questions that we have. The next random question. What is your go-to snack, Michelle Stafford? What is it when you need a snack, the first thing that you usually will try to seek out? Um, oh, when I want to have a snack. Okay, listen. There are these um, Cheetos that are like these organic Cheetos that you only get at Whole Foods here in L.A. And they're like blue cheese Ooh. Cheetos. Oh, they're so good. Oh. oh. You know, but I've eaten, I've had so many of them that I'm starting to kind of be done with them. Hmm. And then there's um, there's this juice place, this press juicery place. It's called Press Juicery. That's what it's called. <laughs> and they have ice cream now, so it's like ice cream <gasps> pressed juice. So it's good. Like Yum. It's good for you. It's not like ice cream, so I eat it all the time. And I, I'm I, in my head, it's, this is good for me. This can't have any calories in it, in my head. Of course, I'm thinking that. I'm like, this is good for me. Therefore, it has no calories because it's good for me. Of course, it probably has double. But, but in my head, I'm like, this is good. This is good food. I can have this all day. I can have this instead of dinner. Because it's good, and then they have this great chocolate sauce that's like a raw cocoa that they put on it, and it's so good. Oh, my God. Okay, now that everybody is hungry from hearing us talk about that, we're going to bring you all down with the next question. What is your least favorite household chore? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. I mean, it's the truth. Uh, Okay. Uh. None uh, more than the other. Just I, I agree. All of them are, are, are well, you terrible. You should see my house. It's just it's it's always just by piles everywhere. It's horrible. And I'm I'm a very I'm a crazily organized person, and so it, it drives me. I'm always in, insane because I have piles going on all the time. You have a kid, so forget about it. You know, and um, and I have a cleaner that comes in twice a week because I just hate to do it, and it's worth it to me. I just hate. I hate to do it. I I like washing the clothes, but I hate folding the clothes uh, and putting yes. the clothes away. Yes. And I have to put the clothes away because I am a crazy person and they have to be put away in the right <laughs> way or else I go nuts. And um and um and also um emptying out, out the dishwasher. I hate that job. That's crazy. You're the third I, person to say that. Yeah, I don't mind putting things in. I hate to empty it out. I hate it. Wow. That doesn't Who bother me that? so I'm much. I'm interested. Oh, my gosh. Let me look this. Uh, how, you have to make me, uh, you're putting me on the oh, spot here. Matter. Oh, I, no, forget it. No, no, no I do mind. think, I think Brittany was one of them. And oh. I want to say that, uh, I, I'll, we'll talk on the Twitter. I'll give you the other answers. Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's really, it's like, for me, I don't like doing the dishes. I don't mind taking them out of the, the dishwasher. Oh, I mean, they may sit there for a couple really of days. Not. See, I, yeah, 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 right. I see, I need a husband um, who wants to um, put the dishes away. 
They weren't perfect. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll start and a list. And a husband who puts out the trash. Oh my God, that's not woman's work. That's just not the work for this woman. <laughs> I don't want to take out the trash. Horrible. Well, then this lends well to the last question in our speed round. What superpower would you most like to have? Be invisible. Really? It'd be great. Hmm. Yeah. It'd be really fun because you could go into people's... Um, yeah, I'm just... I'm a voyeur anyway. I love... I'm, a, I'm totally a voyeur. So, I, I mean, I love it. I love watching other people's feels. And, you know, I'm an actor. I, I love watching other people and the way that they react to things. And, you know, and... and um, Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love it. I, I love it. I, I'm totally a voyeur. Okay. So if people want to be a voyeur, Michelle, and find you on social media, let's run down the places that they can find you. On Twitter, where can they find you? Um, the Real Stafford. It's all one word, of course. Instagram. The Real Stafford. And Instagram, The Real Stafford. It's easy. And Periscope. My Periscope is connected to my Twitter even so, but I'm yeah, I'm the real Stafford on Periscope. The real Stafford, y'all. So that's where they can pretty much find you anywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. And and then on Facebook, the real Stafford as well. <laughs> that's like I, can, I don't page. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm Dan J. Kroll everywhere, so I have no space to laugh. So I know, right? I, I mean, you're like, yeah, but it's easy. Then it's just one name. It kind of is. I mean, it's just uh, on what? Everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah, make up a make everywhere. up a social media, and that's where I am. Michelle Stafford, we are out of time for this segment. And it means we're out oh of time. God. So I want to thank you so much for dropping by and immediately extend an invitation for you to come back the next time. It is my pleasure. It's always so much fun talking to you and spending time with you. And how much fun did we have that we got to spend so much time together down in Palm Springs? Uh, yes, we need an encore. We need a repeat performance of that. I know. Hey, is that happening? It is, it is not, but we'll, we'll find something. We will find somewhere, someplace, something. We will find a reason to get together and help the economy. Okay, good. <laughs> we, All right. Uh, we will be back with more of this week's episode of Crawl Call, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be back in about two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Crawl Call. Hey, 
everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Kroll Call. We are just about out of time for this week's show. But before we go, I wanted to let you know about some really fun things that are coming up in the weeks ahead here on the show. Next week, it is our Independence Day playlist special. I will be alone in the studio no, no, don't feel sad for me. It's it's a good thing. It's Independence Day. I'm going to be independent. If you tune in and join me, you will be hearing me play some of the songs from the biggest artists who started in groups, but then became even bigger solo stars. So you may be hearing music from, oh, I don't know, Michael Jackson, maybe some Beyonce, maybe some of the Beatles. Should be a lot of fun. I am still taking your suggestions for your favorite songs by artists who became solo artists after they were in groups. Tweet me at Kroll Call Show, or you can even tweet me at Dan J. Kroll. I read those as well. Whatever you do, hashtag Kroll Call, so I can track down your tweets and get back to you and let you know what my thoughts are on your suggestions. Still putting together the playlist, but that is next week, July 3rd, 2015 at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It will also be available anytime on demand if you can't be with us because it is a long holiday weekend this year. It's always kind of fun when the holidays end up and give everybody long weekends. I like that. Maybe you do. I don't even have a real life schedule, so I don't know why I'm so excited to have a long weekend. My weekends aren't even really weekends. That's a totally different issue for a totally different time. We also have more... Soap stars coming on in the near future. If you were a fan of hearing Michelle Stafford today, well, we have her castmate, Brittany Sarpy, coming up in the weeks ahead. We also will be having Martha Madison here and some other surprises. And, of course, we will be having some other wonderful people from other genres of entertainment from outside the entertainment field. It's what we do. If you want to hear more of Crawl Call, please go to our website, crawlcall.com. Every show that we've ever put together is available there for you to listen to on demand. You can also listen to shows from before we became Crawl Call, when we were Soap Central Live. All of those are there as well. You can go to iTunes and download the show as a free podcast. That's actually kind of easy to do as well. You can subscribe, and anytime there is a new episode, it will be magically transformed somehow to your computer or your digital device. So that is it for this week. I want to thank the lovely and talented and wonderful uh, to share her time with us, Michelle Stafford. Be sure to check her out weekdays on General Hospital. It airs on EBC. Check the time and channel in your area. Until then... As we say every time at the end of the show, the next time the phone rings, pick it up. It could be the crawl call with your chance to win big. Who knows? We'll be back next week with our Independence Day music special. I hope that you'll join me then. But until then, everybody, have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 